This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Good morning. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. It is early in the morning again as I get ready to depart on my magic carpet, that is Southwest Airlines, going this time from uh, Houston to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina by way of Nashville. And um, this is a little bit different as far as my connections go as well because I'm flying out of Intercontinental rather than Hobby, which doesn't mean much to you guys, but it does to me because there's no Dunkin' Donuts here. It's in the wrong terminal. I'm flying out of Terminal A and it's over an E, whereas Hobby is really all just one terminal and easier to get around and plus they've got Dunkin'. Boo-hoo, sorry, but uh, maybe I'll catch something once I get over to Nashville for my layover where I'm going to be meeting with um, Charlie Randall, who's going to be my roommate this weekend as I go to Trix Convention. That's the T-R-I-C-S, which means the Tri-C's or the Three C's, which is the Carolina Close-Up Convention. Get it? Yeah, sure you do. I'm not going to try to belabor that point all weekend, but I'm sure that's going to be brought up by Scott Robinson, who's the organizer, as well as others. I'm looking forward to this, as I always do. This is my third time of attending, and uh, I'm coming this year because I won uh, a free registration. I got the golden ticket last year whenever I bought a brick of um, playing cards. Uh, there were apparently uh, two different golden tickets uh, put into the into the brick of cards, um, and I happened to buy the one that had a free pass. So how about that? Pretty darn cool. Anyhow, uh, guys, I don't remember the last time I won anything actually, except um, the hearts and minds of you listeners, which I thank very much for coming back and listening every week. We're going to be um, having a little bit of an episodic change uh, this week. Uh, this particular episode is going to be uh, days one and two because by the time I get there and we get checked in the first activity is not until 7 p.m. and then I think there's uh, I think it's the first lecture and then there may be another one later perhaps a show but there's not a lot going on compared to the full day we'll be in tomorrow so I'm going to give a report for days one and two tomorrow and that'll be in episode 799 that's right so guess what episode is going to be then that'll release tomorrow that's right 801 yeah, I'm going to skip number 800 and post that next week, which is going to be episode 800, which will be featuring a, a legendary magician. If you subscribe to the pod letter, you know who that's going to be. It's someone I spoke with earlier this year and have kind of been keeping under wraps and in the can until this particular milestone episode, which will be coming out again next Thursday. Well, again, the uh, Tri-C's or the Tricks Convention is going to be featuring, again, just a stellar lineup. The guest of honor this year is Sean Farquhar. Uh, I know I'm going to have Danny Garcia there, which is kind of funny because he was from Houston as I was from Houston. I say was because now I'm living in Georgetown, Texas, which is just south of or north of uh, Austin, Texas. <clears throat> and then I'm um, going to have uh, John Armstrong um, uh, and I don't remember who all else. It's just going to be um, a, a, another great convention chock full of uh, top talent, close-up guys in particular, and it should be a lot of fun. And I hope to get a chance to chat with many of those in an extended 
episode that you'll be hearing in some upcoming podcast in the future. Well, enough for me from right now. I'm uh, going to go ahead to the gate. I got here just a little bit late. Typically, I get here at least an hour and a half or so before. Now it's less than an hour before my flight departs, so I'm going to head on over towards the gate. I would sure like to be drinking a cup of hot black coffee and uh, also to be having a donut or two, but it'll have to wait until a little bit later, I guess. Uh, anyhow, it's uh, it's always great to get together with uh, friends uh, whenever, and I say almost family because they are, when I go to these conventions. This will be, my, I think, my 12th and last convention of the year. I'm going to start to scale back next year, and although I would love to attend double that number next year i just have some other obligations that are going to be happening next year and uh, prevent me from uh, attending as many as i am this year so i may have to cut back to maybe five or six instead of <laughs> instead of the dozen or so i'm doing this year. anyhow i hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the uh, different convention reports that i have been posting i have uh, enjoyed attending these and uh, providing those reports to you been a lot of fun to uh, chat with uh, all these uh, friends and as i said family and to uh, give that content then to you guys i get kind of mixed reports i have a lot of people who say they like the convention reports and others say that they like the individual episodes um and most people though say i just like it all <laughs> so to each and every one of you i thank you very much so uh, until i get back over on the other side and through nashville over to charlotte north carolina this is scotty out Well, we have arrived. We are here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, some other people are just starting to come in, and I've already got my registration badge, and everything is uh, set up for the registrants, and one of the people I've run into who's helping registration is Tiffany Allen. Hey there, Tiffany. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Awfully good to see you, and I'm surprised to see you here, because that Boris is one of the featured guests at the uh, Daytona, at Daytona going on right now as we speak. Yep. That's just starting on Thursday, too, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's flying in today, uh, so we... Uh, we did double duty okay. this time. Uh, I'm on the organizing board at Trix, so mm-hmm. kind of required to be here. And this is the convention we met at, so we are teasing him relentlessly about missing tricks. So did you fly in here and then he drove down, or did you fly separately from Paris? No, or? we flew separately. I flew out um, yesterday, and he flew out today. So okay. he, he dropped me off at the airport, and I flew in, and he flew out today. So, and so completely separate. once these conventions are over, are you going to be meeting up someplace like Jacksonville, like partway we, between? Or? Yeah, we're actually going to meet up in St. Pete. Oh, wait, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's, drive, he's driving over there. My dad has a condo, so we're going to hang out there for a few days, and then we fly up to Kentucky for a convention we're doing together. Which one in Kentucky? That's not the unconventional convention, is it? No, it's not. It's um, it's technically in Indiana, but we're flying into Louisville. It's called Magic and Storytelling. It's a new hmm. convention. It's a Magic and Storytelling convention. Okay. Okay. Kind of like Poe's Magic Symposium, I yep. guess. Kind yep. Of in the same vein, absolutely. Okay. And we have a couple of the same people. Uh, it's put on by Arcane Relics, and I'll be lecturing oh, and performing. Joe Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Joe Daniels, Chris Sipes, all those guys, and it, it'll be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So I notice that you're still going by Alan. I see by your name tag, and also, <laughs> rather than Wild, or are you going to keep it that? Yeah, or what? Uh, no, I am going to rebrand. Uh, I'm just trying to find the right time to rebrand. I've got a couple things in the works, uh, and I kind of want to wait to see if those pan out or not, and uh, once I figure that out, I'm going to rebrand to uh, Tiffany Sauvage. So I like that. Thank you. Uh, so, although people will see that and think it says savage. Yeah, exactly, but uh, I don't really have a problem with that. I think it, 
Okay. It, it goes with my character a I little bit. I can see that. I yes. can see that. Uh, by the way, for those who are listening and wondering, who, who is she talking about, Boris, and what is all this? Uh, she and Boris Wilde are husband and wife. So, and you had met here in Charlotte. We did. Uh, at Tricks, at this convention. Yeah, at this very convention. He was one of our headliners, and... We met, fell in love, and very mm-hmm. rom-com-esque, which is not my style, but is very much his. <laughs> that is funny. So you're living then in Paris. You, you've moved your uh, apartment here or whatever? Yeah, uh, well, i still got a storage unit here with all my books. Uh, but, you know, two magicians moving into one place where there's a lot of doubles of books and of stuff. Course. Yes, but I love living over there. I've performed over there a few times. It's very In different. English. Uh, yeah, I perform in English, but Boris translates for me real time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been interesting. There have been a couple challenges there, trying to figure out the timing and everything for certain pauses so he can translate, but also to make sure um, the right message gets across to the audience and you still hit those laugh lines and everything. Have you been a Dublafon? Yes, he has a monthly show there. So, I know uh, Boris is, but I'm asking, have you performed Oh, have there? I performed there? Yeah. No, uh, not yet. Maybe in the okay. future. Um, yeah. My French is nowhere near fluent yet. <laughs> But you do speak French. You, uh, I, I understand it a lot better. It's because uh, immersion, I guess, basically. Very much so. And I start French classes the day after I land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the government actually pays for you to take French classes. Really? Yeah, if you have a long-stay visa. So I finally got a spot in those. So mm-hmm. I'll be starting that. And uh, hopefully that will help my magic. So by the end of next year, I'm hoping to do my entire set in fully in French. And you have been meeting some of the other local Parisian magicians, too? Yes, very much so. Uh, I get to hang out with Alexandre de Vivier a couple mm-hmm. times a month. And we just, we have a great time. And it's funny, a lot of times we end up talking about stuff besides magic. Yeah. Well, because I know he speaks only French. He doesn't speak English very yeah. well uh, at all. Alexandre de Vivier. Oh, Alexandre. Yeah. I was thinking of her father. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what about Babel? Do you ever No, no, I haven't. Okay. But uh, we do hang out with a lot of uh, a lot of French magicians because okay. you know two magicians living together. We're <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. We just hang out with all. But magicians. I think also that you're traveling uh, around also and kind of. Yeah. Performing and lecturing. Yes, uh, I've uh, I haven't lectured in France yet uh, or Europe yet, but uh, I have performed in Belgium, and I love Belgium. It's beautiful. It's a pretty it's, country. It is, and it's funny living in Europe, like in the states. You know, you drive three hours, you're still in the same state, but in Europe, you drive three hours, you're in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I was just in uh, Germany, and I lectured in uh, Munich and in Berlin, and uh, and then drove back down to Bavaria after that. I mean, it's everything's like within a day's drive. I mean, you know where we go. Yeah. And it's phenomenal, and their um, their public transit is mm-hmm. wonderful. And yeah. that was that took a little bit of getting used to because I'm from a very small town. I heard you say somebody a little bit earlier that the alcohol content in wine in Paris or in France is higher than the U.S. It feels that way at least. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it somewhere, or maybe it's just the wine that I like to drink. But uh, I couldn't figure out why they served wine in such small glasses. Uh, and then after two smaller glasses, I was I was feeling it, and I can hold my wine. So I I was a little confused, but yeah. uh, it's. I love it. I, I adore France. So you're looking forward to this convention? I always look forward to tricks. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's like coming to a family reunion. I, yep. And, you know, weeks leading up to it, you're all messaging each other. Um, actually, just uh, on Facebook a minute ago, uh, Michel Huat, or Huat, mm-hmm. I can never say his name. Huat. Right. Huat. He's told me a million times. <laughs> It's but, like Huat. I think it's like yeah. Huat. Yeah. <laughs> huat? Or it's like hot. You know what? Huat. Yeah. Oh, uh, He's he'll, hot. He'll appreciate if I call him Michelle Hot. <laughs> so just get me on record saying yeah. that. But he commented. He was like, oh, I'm jealous. And I was like, just fly down. And he said, well, I have three shows this weekend. But if I didn't, I think I would. And he, yeah. was, he was on the bill last year. How many people were registered? Do you have an idea? I don't know. Because I, I want to say 200. I, I have no idea if that's right. Because they can only hold how many in the room there? 
I don't. It changes, honestly. I'm not no. totally sure. I I've given up doing chair duty. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll ask Scott. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a Scott yeah. question. Yeah, He's, Scott Robinson question. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. The other Scott. <laughs> too many Scots. <laughs> no, there's never too many Scots. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, thanks very much, and uh, enjoy the convention. Awesome, good talking to you. Congratulations on all your endeavors. Thank you. That was Tiffany Savage, correct? <laughs> yes, Savage. Savage. I kind of like that. I do, okay. too. The gravity girl. <laughs> Anti-gravity. There we go. The Georgia wonder. Yes, it's a wonder. This is Scotty L. So, I, uh, one of the people who is uh, not only, a, well, I'll say a person who is a guest of honor. I was going to say not only one of the performers of a lecture, but it is, is with me right now. And it's not Billy Shu, although, although he's with me. Hey there, Billy. Hello. <laughs> Just kind of bait and switch. Had, see what I did there? It was good. Yeah. I like that. Was so Sean Parkway. Hey, Sean. Hey, nice to see you, Scott. So, yeah, you're the guest of honor here this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm and, kind of stoked kind of by that. Okay. Way beyond. Well, this is kind of like when at 4F. I mean, you know, you were the You know, that was 2014. That's that? almost a decade ago. Isn't that Time crazy? It seems like yesterday, and yet yeah. it was 2014. Yeah. So nine years ago. And so it's been nine years since I could be the guest of honor anywhere else. Nobody's recognized <laughs> Nobody's my recognized that. Until <laughs> now. So you and Billy had just uh, flew in then from yeah. Vancouver? We and... flew in the uh, night before last. We did a corporate uh, for a client here in uh, North Carolina last night, and then uh, jumped from the other side of town over to here for today. Okay. Here for three days, going to enjoy the convention. Then we're going to Chicago. Uh, we're uh, going to see our friend uh, Lucy Darling. Got to see Carissa doing Tetris uh, and Zani. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Zani. Uh, TZ is a big thing in Billy and I's life. We worked in the circus for Bacho Rosso and uh, Speedo Ted. Both of you guys did? Yeah. Yep. Both, both got to be the magicians in the show. Uh, and uh, uh, Billy started, he, he, he started by, got hired to be the magician, and he was wanted to run away to the circus. So he started in the restaurant, then became the floor manager, then ran all the waiters. And then when they, I had to leave the tour and go back out on the road, uh, they started looking for a magician. I said, Billy can do it. Billy knows the entire show. And the, the artistic guy said, well, okay, let's take a look. Scott had him do the show one night. But, yep, Billy's the new magician. And so <laughs> Billy ran it to the end. It was so the easiest transition yeah. ever. Yeah, it was so good. I left all the props. He's like, I got the show down. It's like already up. And how much and longer did that run? Uniquely his own. Uh, the, that ran about four months. Yeah, about four months. Four months. So we did about two each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, fine. Oh, fine. Did anything yeah. take its place? Uh, after that, they closed down the show. And um, then they ran out of some money. They tried to open it again, but the producer uh, with all the money died, and so the show never remounted. So while so, you're in Chicago, you're going to be going by the Magic Lounge, I guess? Uh, yeah, we're going to check out the Magic Lounge for a night. I'm doing a lecture at the, um, what's it called? Sideshow Gelato. Sideshow Gelato. Yeah, it's got like 50 to 70 people already registered for the lecture, so I'm kind of excited by that. It's kind of funny you mention that because it just occurred to me. I'm going, I just moved uh, to the Austin area in Georgetown, and I'm unpacking boxes. One of the boxes I unpacked was a beautiful carved Inuit cigar box that had salmon that you gave me oh, yeah. many years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's my favorite <laughs> gift to give. And I'm always thrilled when people still have the boxes. I, gave I one still to have the boxes. How many years ago? That had to be 20 years 20 ago. years ago. Todd Onosaka, when I went to visit him in Japan, he dug through in his little magic land and pulled the box out. And he showed all the cards that he puts inside of it now. It closed. Yeah. I was like, it, it was first, the food is excellent. Second, the box is really cool, right? Yeah, it really yeah. is. I can't believe it. I've kept it all this, these years. Oh, uh, honored <laughs> that you did. It's very cool. Well, you mean a lot too. 
me. And Billy, you mean a lot also, and also to other magicians around the world, because you've been touring as as this last year's president. Yep. How many miles did you do you think you put on the airplane, and where did you travel? Oh, too 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 many miles. I I, I don't circled know. the earth a couple of times. Huh? Probably a couple of times, but uh, the, the furthest way I went was I think Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah. We I uh, went to the tour in Europe and then went to Taiwan. Did yeah, Barcelona's pretty far. Barcelona's pretty I far, but I think Taiwan's Barcelona. the furthest. Yeah, England. You went everywhere. I went everywhere. Yeah. What was the most exciting? Your thing? It's a memorable. Taiwan. I've always wanted to perform there in my home country, so it's it was it was amazing to attend the convention. Were you born there? I was born there. Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you're born in Canada. No, I was born in Taiwan. Uh, moved to Canada when I was five. So I've always wanted to perform there, and I, I finally got to go to the convention there and see so many young, young. amazing magicians. Mm-hmm. Young, that's the point, young. Yeah, well, I was on the older side of Billy like, the young. Billy was on the older side. I was the grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. How funny. They were like 20, 25 years of age, uh, about 50, 50 men and women, and they were all really phenomenal. It yeah. was, yeah. It was an incredible experience. Wow. Well, I, I may have a chance to go to Hong Kong as Santa Claus. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, That's a big gig over there. Apparently there's the, it yeah, is. There's a lot. Uh, Albert Tam puts together a big group of them, too. Oh, and, it's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was talking to Mark Whitehouse. He's the oh, one yeah. who's kind of putting this thing together. And I'm, I'm the standby right now. Oh, cool. cool. Uh, Hong Kong at Christmas time is an amazing time there. It's their... Yeah, I've never been to Hong Kong, so it's oh, just this great oh, place. It has a huge British influence. That's what uh, I heard. There are... 280 McDonald's in Hong Kong. They're on so about every second there. corner. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, the food is amazing. The nightlife is incredible. Mong Kok, the shopping district, night market is open every night where you can buy anything you've ever dreamed of for about 16th of the price. Uh, wow. The people are great. I've had all my suits made in Hong Kong. I go to the it's same place. place. Yeah. It's funny. I go to a place called Raja Taylors. Like, sounds like it would be Indian, but the, yeah. the guy who owns it's Indian, and they're all Shanghainese tailors. Oh, Johnny Thompson had his last two tuxedos made there. Danny Sylvester did. Too. About a sixteenth of the price anywhere else. Yeah, uh, It's cheaper for me to fly from Vancouver to Hong Kong, spend three nights in a hotel in Hong Kong, have my suits made, and come back than it is to buy a suit in Vancouver. I remember one MASH episode when, um, oh, it wasn't Hawkeye, but it was the other guy. I went in and got a suit made. He was tailored in the BJ last... Honeycutt. BJ, yeah. <laughs> and, and at the end, uh, he showed it, and it was a chalk stripe, but it was going horizontal instead of oh, vertical. Uh, <laughs> but I fit perfect. My first time, I was walking down the streets of Hong Kong, and I saw this store, and it said, you know, Roger Taylor, whatever. And the guy said, did you want to buy a suit? I had a suit bag over because I was going to do a TV show, and I sure. said, I already have a suit. You can see it. And he goes, yeah, but I can make it better. So I had a few minutes to kill. I went in, and I described what I won. And he didn't take my suit out of the bag. He said, what color do you want? I said, purple. He says, maybe my English isn't so good. And he pulled out and says, this is purple. I said, yeah, that's what I want. Open my suit bag and showed him. He goes, oh, this is terrible quality. I can do much better than that. And he says, but you really wanted him purple. I said, yeah. He says, you'll have to pay me in advance because no one else is going to buy this if you don't. (laughs) And so I paid him in advance. We did the fitting, the first fitting right there. He said, come back in 40 minutes. Came back 40 minutes later, and the suit was all rough stitched. And I was oh like, that's insane. And he said, uh, you pay the final deposit because I paid about 80%. So I paid the last. And he said, tell me what hotel. I said, I'm at the Princess Hotel. And he said, what's the room number? And I told him. And off I went to do the TV show. It was an exhausting day. Didn't even think about it. Went to my hotel and walked in. And my suits were all laying on the bed. They delivered oh them all dry clean. The silk ties made, the shirts, uh, the lining in the pants, everything. I'm looking going, oh, I thought it was a con. But I had the most, yeah, it was. Uh, what a great story. It was beyond cool. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. 
So, have you attended tricks very often? I've only been once before, 2014. So it's okay. been nine years since I've been here. I was gonna say I've been the last few, but I didn't haven't seen you here. Yeah, I was here when it used to be the dealer's room used to be the showroom. Okay. So yeah. it's expanded quite a lot. A little bit. I'm Scott just really knows how to put together a show. Though. I think there are close to 200 people here this year. That's crazy cool. Yeah, that's what Tiffany had said. I haven't talked to Scott to get the numbers yet, but that's that is great. Outstanding. You come every once in a while too, don't you? No, this is my first time. No way. I thought I've sure seen you here before. No, you I guess just I see anywhere else. Convention. <laughs> right after this, we go to PCAM, so yeah, it's okay. like we're, well, we're doing the Chicago and then the PCAM. Okay. we got this magic convention thing down now. We've figured out that we're addicted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. This is our vacation. This is my 12th one this year. 12th one. Yeah. That's outstanding. Not as many as you. How many? No, no, no. You were way ahead of us at 12. Okay. I got the hidden wonders. I, I'm, I'm kind of grounded there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to take off a weekend is really expensive for me now, and we decided we'd have a two-week staff vacation. I Gabriella, see you got your special Alex. hidden wonders jacket even. I do. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to take a picture of that. Put that. Nice, huh? So go to the website, themagicwordpodcast.com. Look at the, uh, this picture I'm going to take of uh, Sean and his jacket. Awesome. They're beautiful. I gave them to all my staff. So my entire team, Billy, Gabriella, Alex, we all have the T-shirts. Lori, Hannah. We wanted a nice jacket. This yeah. is winter melting, you know. It uh, feels like a college that I didn't go to. <laughs> I've got one similar that is for Monday Night Magic when I work there that, you know, they only give these also to certain people, oh, really? I guess. Yeah, it's I didn't cool. get one. I've done Monday Night Magic a number of times. I'll yeah. mention that to Michael Schultz the next Michael. time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you're looking forward to this. What is it that, uh, and I'm going to wrap this up over here, Billy, what is it that brought you here aside from the airplane? I mean, it, <laughs> So <laughs> I, I was supposed to be here last year, okay. um, but it didn't work because I got an offer for, to go to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So I I went to I went to that and I disappointed Tiffany and I was like okay I'll I'll come this year and just try and figure out the timings and she was like oh yeah we have, we're taking a staff vacation I'm like well this works out all right I'll be here yeah so that's now I'm here and here you are well, I hope you have a good time oh, I have to say I hope I know you will this I is will. just an awesome convention I think against my third I just I love it one of the reasons I'm here I would have come anyhow but I did win the golden ticket last year Ooh, so I got really? yeah, it's a long story but uh, I'll have to show Sweet. it to you but uh, anyhow thank you very much Billy Shway and then Sean Farquhar congratulations again my friend thanks so the Magic Word Podcast Scotty out I know as we're going to be going around throughout this convention over the next few days, I'm going to be running into a lot of friends and also making some new ones uh, while I'm here. And one of the people that I spoke with uh, recently when we were at Myrtle Beach just a couple of weeks ago uh, is Marv Leventhal, and he's here again. Then, hey, Marv. Yeah, the one magician nobody really cares to hear about anymore. (laughs) But you have so much information. Oh, I do. (laughs) You know, and I've uh, gotten together with my former partner, Dan Harlan, a couple times the past couple weeks to... Chit chat about different things. And it's kind of nice to make that reconnection when you're at Myrtle Beach, I'm sure. Yes, too. it is. I love connecting in Myrtle Beach. You know, he doesn't always come to conventions all the time. No, he does not. And he he lives in Raleigh down here in that area, but he was a performer in Myrtle Beach. Did an excellent job. I happened to see him last week at Penguin Magic Theater, and uh, he did his Halloween family show there. Very nice. He does. And he a real also nice last job. year was uh, one of the guests here, as I recall. Too. He was one of the performers. Yes, he was one of the performers on the bill last year. Uh, so I, with this, the Magic Word podcast, is not one that is typically known for giving 
topical news because I want this to be pretty much timeless. So when you go back in the archives, you can talk, you can listen to our talks we have with people in which they are discussing things that are just as relevant five years from now, hopefully, as they are then today. Uh, but when I'm at conventions, things are timely and things happen in real time. And one of the things that is current that some people know about, most people know about, but those of you magicians around the world who have not yet heard that uh, Tom Craven, who is uh, a well-loved Mr. Nice Guy yeah. of magic, basically is in hospice and not doing well. Well, Marv in Ohio right, can right. kind of bring us up to date on what's going on. Right. Uh, today being October 2nd. November 2nd. Uh, November, it's uh, last month it was October 2nd. <laughs> this month it's November 2nd. And uh, about a week ago, uh, people told me, I talked to Tom's uh, brother and sister. Uh, they said one day he was like driving the car, and the next day he just started to go downhill. I don't want to say too much other than about Tom's condition. I know. He has uh, some kidney issues, and his kidney function has been dwindling, which I think has led him uh, to this point. About a week ago, he went into hospice. Uh, Tom is from the, actually from Kent, Ohio. Uh, he's at hospice in Medina. I live about 20 minutes north of there. So yesterday, I took the opportunity to drop in on him. And he is... Basically, I would say looking pretty comfortable. Uh, his appetite has dwindled a little bit, although he was still eating some. And when I visited him, uh, he was pretty tired or sleepy most of the time. You know, you would touch his hand or whatever, and he'd wake up for a few seconds. Kind of acknowledge that you were there. Uh, so I think he knew that I came to visit him. But he really wasn't going on a conversation with you. He's not conversational at all. I mean, hardly talking. And it just so happens, like, uh, today is his birthday. He would have been, not would have been, he is 89 today. Hard to believe. I mean, I know Tom was not expecting when this was going to happen. He knew this was going to happen. Uh, his wife passed a year ago? Right. His wife passed a, a year ago. My understanding was uh, he was scheduled to do um, kidney dialysis uh, because he wanted to be able to take care of her. She had some memory issues as she went on. So he had not wanted to do that, but he was going to do it for her benefit. When she passed away, he decided not uh, to, yeah, to go on it and let the disease kind of run its course. So uh, there have been several people in the, God, Tom was a member of every club in the area, Youngstown, Canton. He'd come to Cleveland once in a while. He was a member of the Akron Club. Uh, and a lot of people from all those clubs come to have come to see him knowing it was his birthday i know one of the guys that's in the akron club visited him today i got a message brought his guitar with him and actually sang happy birthday by the guitar and all the relatives that were there and everything kind of joined in tom's kind of popular in the facility there because all these magicians visiting him all the nurses and stuff finding that there's magicians 
wandering through, want to see a trick. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of visitors are doing that. So I, as ill as he is, is there some place where people can send cards, letters, emails, or do you have um, an address that... Uh, I've had some people who have said we'd like to reach out and uh, talk right, with him, right. but it sounds like he's really not going to be able to carry on a conversation over the phone or anything. No, that that's actually true. I don't think calling him on the phone right. would be something you would like to do. However, uh, oh, the family well, might like to hear from uh, yeah. him, hear from I, you, I, I mean. I think they appreciate um, all the magicians coming. I know... Uh, there's a magic night in Akron that happens once a month, and Tom came to one of those. I think it was the last time he was at it. I happened to be the MC of the show that night. People took pictures, and there's a group picture of all the people that were at the show that night, and it had Tom in it. And they brought that picture uh, to right. him when they right. visited there. So there's a lot of little mementos like that. In his room. You know, I think... If, if you were to write him, and I'll try to look at this if I don't get it in the audio part of the podcast. Well, let me just pause this for just a minute and give you a okay, chance. Okay, let me take a look. Okay. <clears throat> All right, uh, here we go. What have you got? Here we go. I'm back. Um, it is hospice care. I'm not fully aware of the name of the facility, but I'm sure if you address it to Tom Craven, the address is 5075. Windfall Road, and that's in Medina, Ohio. I do not currently have the zip code. I think the name of the place is Windfall Hospice. Okay, is that uh, all one word, Glenn? Windfall, <clears throat> yes, Windfall is one word. W or G W Y W I N D F A L L. I think the type of thing uh, that the family appreciates. It's not only whatever your wishes are for Tom, but if you say, oh, yeah, I bought this trick way back when, and I've been doing it ever since. If you have a trick of Tom's that you do, and you relate that, you know, he was one of your first uh, mentors or the guy that helped you want to learn more about magic, don't lie. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's the type of thing they, they like to see. It lets you know lets them know how much he meant uh, to you. And I'll tell you what, uh, listeners, If uh, I was contacted also by somebody saying the, the family would like to have some video also of some of the magicians doing uh, Tom's tricks. Right. So if any of you want to take a few moments and just record this, uh, if you will, just in uh, uh, a landscape, uh, and then send it to me, the Scott at themagicwordpodcast.com. I'll be sure to send it on to the family. And not just only videos. If you have a picture you took with Tom sometime in the past at a convention or wherever, you know, send that along to all those things are greatly appreciated. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how long, you know, Tom is going to hang on. Uh, you know, today he, to me, although he is a little skinnier because he hasn't been eating as well, I mean, visually, although a little gaunt, he doesn't look, you know, emaciated or anything like that that you associate with a person right. like that. So I, I think you might have a little bit of time to get these out to him. Don't say, oh, you know, it's too late. It's far from too late. And regardless, the family will more 
than appreciate uh, any correspondence you send to him. Yeah, and I imagine something that might be put together for a video for a celebration of life service, perhaps right. somewhere down the road, too. The other thing, I believe Tom Craven's email, I assume his family has been checking his email. I'll look that up. I believe uh, it is Tom Craven at VIP Magic. I will double check that real quick. Yes. VIP Magic, all one word at AOL.com. That's the actual address. VIP Magic at AOL.com. Correct. So, again, whatever you send, whether it be digitally or old-fashioned snail mail, I'm sure the family would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Mark, very much. Appreciate the update. Uh-huh. You're most welcome. I wish the best for Tom. Yes. Happily, you go and Always. see him again. Yeah. Tom was one of my original mentors. I mean, Tom was one of the first known magicians I probably met. I remember the days early. If Tom didn't know you were a magician or really into doing it, he wouldn't show you how the trick works. Yeah. He'd let you stew on it a couple weeks before, and then he'd see if you kept asking or kept seeing him again, he would he would take you into his confidence a right. little bit right. and coach you along. That's kind of old school. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And he was also the last of the, before, I should say, attendees at the 4F convention who had never missed uh, right. since number one. He made all 50 of them. Right. There's been 50 4F conventions, Vector Finger Flicking Frolic, and Tom was there from the very first one to the... They gave him a VIP award there, too. Yes. Yes, they did. Right. Well, thank you, Marv, very much. Appreciate all the right. update. I'll okay. try to shut up now. No, the Magic Work <laughs> Podcast. That was Marv Leventhal. Scotty up. Good morning. This is day one, actually day two, officially, I guess, but it's the first official full day of uh, convention events. And uh, we are here at uh, kind of breakfast-ish, I guess. It's breakfast hour-ish, but it's almost 10 o'clock. So <laughs> I'm here with John Wolf and Kyle Purnell. Hey, Jeff, or John. How are you, Scott? Good and to Kyle? see you. Hey, you're doing well. That's a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> issues, that's true. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I wanted just to quickly discuss then last night, for the opening night, we had two lectures, Kayla Drescher and then David Jonathan. Uh, any comments? What? Uh, I, I loved both of them. Um, I loved Kayla's uh, sharing her experience. She had a lot of wisdom that she's gained through years of performing in the real, real tough world. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. And the second, like Jonathan, his his methods were really fun to watch. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't. As get, a creator, I kind of want to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. Well, I, I didn't get a chance to see Kayla's. I, I, I didn't get a chance to see her perform. Uh, I, I did get to see. I get a chance to see her perform a few months ago at the Chicago Magic Lounge, which is yeah. great. Uh, but I didn't. What get is she like in her own element? Uh, it's, it's really. Uh, she's she's very relaxed. Oh, okay. Really, really, really relaxed, and you can clearly see she's a, se- a seasoned pro. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so David Jonathan, I, I did get to see his lecture, and uh, it, he's so cool because we kind of rose uh, to prominence at the same time. Yeah, uh, kind of during COVID or right, so ish. Exactly, <laughs> and so I so I got so I'm 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 a good friend with him, and so we got to. Yeah, you know, so we zoom fairly frequently, and we get to, uh, and so we got to encourage each other as we both uh, grew and 
both uh, released stuff. Um, so it was really cool to see his actual uh, lecture. I've never actually seen his full lecture live before, mm-hmm. uh, and it was really cool to see him in his element and actually and, be, and absolutely slay a room of magicians with really clever methods. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorite thing uh, that was and still is is my favorite thing of his is that uh, three sum effect of that impromptu kind of card at num- number thing. Uh, right. It's because shuffle deck and everything. Shuffle too. deck in use. Completely baffling. No one would ever, no one would ever discover the secret of, of that. Effect. I wouldn't say that it's a simple trick, but once you got it down and you have the numbering system, again, the basics of it are that uh, a deck is shuffled, three cards are randomly yeah. selected, and the addition of those cards come down to their selected card. To the, to the position of the of their selected position, card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it's yeah. It takes a little work to learn, but it's very easy to do in real time. Mm-hmm. It was a killer. I like the idea then of the. Um, Oh, rough cards that yeah. he had. Um, yeah, the color sink. Color sink. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that's that's also a really really clever thing. It's I it's especially a really good thing if you're in like a, a formal close-up thing because you have a, a lot of space to put down stuff. You got a, a soft surface that allows the the method to work flawlessly. I really like it. But he also has a really nice in the hands version of it too. Now, since we talked last year, I know you've been coming up with some new ideas. You constantly do. You <laughs> yeah. showed me something last evening that kind of blew me away. And John Allen was watching there yeah. as well. Got some cool ideas or other things as well. Well, there, exactly. There's always a, a, other things. You got uh, new lecture notes? I don't have new notes, uh, but I I will tell you that I will be lecturing at Blackpool this year. Awesome. So okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if you or your listeners... Say a shout out, so you might take him on, guys. Go and see him. That's yeah. horrible. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that'll be fun. So if you have any listeners who are going to be there, I'd love to meet up with them then. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do have a lot of people from the U.K. who listen, and I would recommend to go to Kyle Purnell's because some of you might be saying, I don't know who this guy is. I know who John Archer is, but I don't know Kyle or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. you will be sorry if you don't go hear him. <laughs> I, just take it from this podcast. I think you should go and listen. And if you're curious, then you can go back and listen to the podcast that Kyle and I did uh, I think I recorded earlier this year or last we, year. We we did it. We recorded it at Magi Fest. I think it came out in like March or something. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah, it was this okay. year. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a busy year. John, how about for you? What, what uh, are you looking forward to today? To seeing or hearing? I'm looking forward to everything. You know, yesterday we only had two lectures that started in the evening, but yeah. we were here all day watching a bunch of really talented, innovative people mm-hmm. um, share ideas. And you can't help but learn as much from your peers as you do from the formal lectures. And to me, the the energy that people kind of share during these informal sessions is really, it just gets the juices flowing as far as your magic. I have to agree with you, regardless of age. I mean, young and old alike, there are a lot of people who are sharing and are out there. This is one of the more sessioning types of conventions I think I have attend. Yes, I agree. And I like the dealer's room. I love getting books. And, you know, Don is here with a great selection of books. Mm-hmm. And that's always a highlight for me as well. It is a small group. What do they got, about eight, 12 uh, dealers in there? Yeah, I, I at most. Which is about right, I think, right. you know, for a smaller convention like this. I've not heard. Have you heard, Kyle, about how many people are here this year? I, I've heard the number 150 thrown around. I'm not sure how accurate okay, that is. That's about what I've heard. I, I've got to talk with Scott and get some yeah. details on that. Well, anyhow, uh, good seeing you guys, and thank you very much for your time. And I hope you continue to enjoy the conventions. You're not on the bill or anything. I'm, but... I'm not. I'm just here to enjoy. And so far, <laughs> I am. Okay. So with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Kyle Purnell and John Wolf, Scotty L. Thanks.
Well, this is the beginning of the first full day, as I said a while ago, when we were just chatting uh, with John and uh, uh, Kyle. Whoever and, it was. That's right, I've talked to so many different people this yeah. morning. <laughs> so now I'm here with the organizer, the guy who had the... Uh, Grand Poobah himself, Scott Robbins. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. So you were just, we were talking, Charlie uh, Randall and others, you were saying this is the, what number, 14? 14th. 14th. 14th, yeah. okay. And every year you have a different color t-shirt. We do. And this year it's green? It's green with gold, so it's kind of that Ernest expert at the card table. Kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like, wearing, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's what it is this year. I mean, you're going to run out of colors from the rainbow, we, I think. Yeah, we are. We, we were this close to magenta this year. So Is that the original one? You're going to start recycling yeah. in them? Colors, probably have to. Right? <laughs> Paisley, well, we you had a, never had a Paisley T-shirt. We haven't. We haven't. I have, have Paisley cards. I we've had Paisley cards. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, you have new cards this year. Uh, we don't. Really? Okay. No, we don't. Chris does. Okay. Well, the guy that makes our card. Yeah. Okay. Chris has in the new dealer's cards. room. Yeah. In the dealer's room. Okay. How many dealers are there? About eight, nine, nine. Okay. Yep. And uh, registrants about 150 people or so. 100, yeah, 152, I think. Okay. This room seats what? We can get about 175 in here. Okay. So the public show is going to but, be just But what happens is a lot of the people will go out there <laughs> outside. Yeah. We have space outside. Like vectors. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are asked to sit out there on the last night because there's nobody to have Yeah, this is like the, the most boring interview ever, I think. <laughs> I, I think this is the most boring. So what did you think about the show last night? I thought it was fantastic. It First was of all, fantastic. I thought it was a good kickoff, you know, with Kayla. Yeah. Uh, because she gave some great experiences. I... I Charlie and I were just talking about, I can't believe that there were that many questions about a bottle cap. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot. That was a lot. I did, that was a lot of questions about minutes. a spellbound move. Yeah. <laughs> to a bunch of close-up guys. Yeah. The spellbound move. Yeah. And so, yeah, but... Well, she did it lovely, so I think oh that's God. what it was. It was, yeah. and then the old PowerPoint that she showed after that. And then, of course, the uh, David Jonathan lecture was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that the tips that he gave, I really loved the thing with the yeah. uh, uh, opening one with the uh, roughing uh, fantastic that he used yeah. over there. Yeah, the color match yep. routine. Uh, a lot of that I had seen on his uh, Zoom lecture that uh-huh. he had done before, but it's good to see him live. Yeah. You know, he well. was great. And uh, you This know, morning is Blake. Uh, Blake is, yeah, Blake Void is next, right and then we have Eric Jones, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, then I forget what... Oh, right, there it is. It's oh, uh, John Armstrong. John Armstrong. This is crazy. Insights. Which what, is, is, what are insights going to be? Insights is, uh, well, you know what it is, yeah, but I I'll explain to everyone else. Yeah. So it's like magic TED Talks, non, mm-hmm. uh, non-method related talks on things, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, some of the highlights... One of them is going to be on how to do uh, close-up magic for 5,000 people. So how to use a camera in close-up wow. magic. Okay. That will be cool. Who's doing that? Kayla's doing that okay. because she was on well, the right. Champions of Magic. Oh, Champions? Yeah, Champions yeah. of Magic show. So uh, she's going to be doing that. Blake and Danny are talking about uh, consulting for Vegas shows. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Sean Farquhar is going to be talking about opening a magic venue, which is kind of cool. Sure. And then I have one more. Surprise. <sighs> and who is it? Gosh, I hate getting older. It's Eric Jones talking about his AGT uh, experience. Experience, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Joseph you, Joe. Daniels yeah, Joe, here yeah. who hosts Insight, so I guess I should have asked him who it was. It's always fun. So. And then tomorrow you're going to be having some more people that are going to be coming. Zabrecki's going to be uh, Zabrecki's going to be here. And of course, Danny Garcia. John Allen and Danny Garcia. So. And, of course, our guest of honor, Sean Farquhar. Sean Farquhar. Yeah. 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 And then we have, this year we're having two shows. Uh, so we have a show tonight and tomorrow night. So Every year I wonder how you're going to top it. You know? I don't. 
have any idea. You don't even think about the next year, do you? I've already started working oh, on have next you? year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I try to book about a year and a half, two years in advance for certain people, yeah. right? And then I fill in as I go. But by February, I'll have it done. So. Well, this is a great time of year. The only problem is, obviously, it's conflicting with the Daytona Magic Convention. Yeah, every so, year. You know, like Boris is featured down there, so he couldn't Yeah, he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> so he just said Tiffany. Even his wife said he should be ashamed of himself. But, <laughs> but it is a great uh, convention. For those people who are interested in close-up at all, this is the one to come to. I mean, Fector's is an invitation only, but this is something that's open. But it's And it feels a lot like Fector's. It does feel a yeah. lot like Fector's. Yeah. I it's, it's, Give me goosebumps just thinking about that, but you're exactly right, Scott, that it has that same kind of feel of camaraderie, and I've seen seeing the same people who only come to this convention, yeah. it seems like, and the session that goes on all night, night long. long. Yeah. Yeah. And the situation is perfect for sessioning. It's, uh, yeah. you know... It's a good restaurant. They could use another bartender. They, they'll have one tonight. Okay. All right. They will have one tonight. So. I was lucky to get just one martini last night. Oh, no. we got to take care of that. That's how they make their money. So. I would think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, Scott, I know you got a lot of things. We'll talk about this Let's after talk about the convention's it later. over. Right. Show the Magic Word yeah. Podcast. That was Scott Robinson. Scotty out. Well, one of the people who Scott had just uh, talked about, who is going to be hosting the Insights this afternoon, is sitting next to me right now. That's uh, Joe Daniels. Hey there, Joe. Good to see you, Scott. And you as well, as always. Uh, it seems like this and a couple of uh, bizarre or storytelling things are the only things that I get to see you at each year. Unfortunately. You, but, man, you're well-traveled. I've, I've followed around. you all over the world. <laughs> Pretty much. I've got a few thousand miles of uh, frequent flyer miles and, and driving miles and also. Um, speaking of uh, uh, seance and everything, that this year, of course, they didn't have Pose Magic Symposium or a conference, but they're going to be postponing that till next March. Uh, that's what Vince tells me, and they have the same lineup. It's a wonderful group of people, uh, but they had to move it to, to this coming March. They had some uh, issues that arose with the hotel. Yep, I remember that was, uh, was a problem, so it's going to be, I think, over the same... Uh, uh, weekend is the St. Patrick's Day or something, I think. It's around I the think 17th. Right. Day I believe like so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so this convention, you're going to be uh, hosting, as you always do, uh, for Insights. And as Scott was kind of explaining, those are kind of like TED Talk type of things. Uh, and so explain how you host this. Well, my role is, and I'm dating myself here, is a lot like Phil Donahue. I, I usually am dashing. Phil who? Yeah. <laughs> and for those people who are overseas, by the way, it's a TV host, yeah. Uh, he was known for dashing around the audience with a microphone, taking people's questions, and, and maybe adding a few of his own. And I, I have done deep dive research into all the people that are attending. And uh, if we don't have really credible questions coming from the audience, I'm going to make sure that they get to talk around their point well by what I throw them. So it's not really a TED Talk from the standpoint that they are chatting about some subject that they are an expert in, but it's more like they will say a little bit about it and you'll introduce them as that way and then open the questions to that person or to the panel at the end. Well, it's the uh, final wrap-up with the questions is the oh, panel okay. at the end, but uh, we have each of them deliver a talk. And uh, then immediately uh, after everyone has presented their talk, we gather the panel, and then the audience usually, you'll, you'll see a clear favorite. It always emerges, no matter how brilliant they are. And this year, we, we are blessed with having a lot of top-notch talent, so it'll, it'll be a difficult call. And a good to variety, see. too, of, oh, uh, of, of, of topics are covering. We are. Scott just said. Yeah, we've got everything from consulting for Vegas shows to a run on AGT to uh, how to perform close-up for thousands. Mm-hmm. So. It's quite a diverse group. And you have been attending how many of these? Scott was saying this is the 14th. 
of these? Have you been since the first one? I, I have been since before Scott took over the convention. <laughs> okay. uh, what Chad, was it before? Uh, it was called the East Coast Super Sessions, and uh, the first one was in Hickory, and I was there for that. And then is, Chast- Hickory, is Hickory next to Dickory? No, unfortunately. It's I didn't just, know Doc where it was. <laughs> well, there there was a Doc involved, Doc Doherty, but uh, we we did East Coast Super Sessions, and then uh, it moved here to Charlotte, and that's where uh, Cheston Criswell christened it the Carolina Close-Up Convention Tri C's, which is where Tricks comes from, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Cheston ran that for two years before Scott took over, and for the last 14 years I've been one of the uh, consultants and producers on the show. You're really behind the scenes in which, I mean, you're giving people rides back and forth to the airport, and you're picking up this or that, or somebody needs some paper or pencils. I mean, you run out and get whatever is necessary. You're literally the, the person behind the person. Well, I'm, I'm Scott's slave is essentially <laughs> what really they told me, yes. <laughs> Of a little thing, everything that you've been doing. Well, I'm glad that you uh, helped keep this together because it is an awesome time. I really suggest that anybody who hasn't been to this convention consider uh, registering again for next year because they do have limited space only. So be sure to uh, register early and register often. Uh, absolutely, and early is important. This year we had to turn down about 62 people, and that really it really hurts. But to keep it the intimate family affair that it is, we try and keep our numbers slim. It may actually turn out to be something like the 4F convention, because that started out open, but then before long, because of limited space, they just said, okay, well, it's going to be limited to the people that we invite, and I could see that happening here. That's definitely the trend, and this hotel is about to undergo a $6 million renovation, oh so we're hoping at the very least they can put in one more men's bathroom, because that <laughs> becomes very difficult at a magic convention. Uh that's, that's funny, but true. Uh, and if they do that, will that expand this size room, you think? Or? Scott was just talking to them about that, and uh, the new company, Marriott, is uh, they have certain limitations, but they have talked about extending this room uh, by several feet if, if it falls within their zoning code to allow them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like that Scott's got a microphone. He's getting ready to introduce uh, our first one up here. Blake Vaught's going to be uh, teaching us some amazing stuff here this morning so uh it probably had to split a bill i see he's got some stuff over there some rubber cement so he's going to be talking about some splitting stuff joe thanks very much again you're welcome thank you for coming scott you bet for the magic word podcast that was joe daniels scotty out Yesterday we were talking with Marv Leventhal about the status of Tom Craven and uh, what a difference a day makes. And uh, we were just sitting here, uh, Roy and I talking, who is another person who attends the 4F convention each year, and we see each other out in Buffalo, and uh, he had just read something about Tom. What what do you hear? Well, well, Scott, it was uh, before COVID, we we were at 4F as a breakout of sessions, and um, Tom and I were sitting down talking. And uh, he was talking about his health. Mm-hmm. And he had said that um, he was, his kidney was starting to, to fail on him. Mm-hmm. And he talked to his doctor about it, and the doctor said that there's a good probability he would need to go on to uh, dialysis. And Tom said to the doctor, well, I don't think I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor said, well, you're probably going to need to. He said, well, what will happen if I, if I don't? He says, well, the doctor told him every day you would feel more and more tired, and then one day you would go to bed, and uh, you would not wake up. And um, Tom seemed to feel comfortable with that, but uh, that's what he shared with me. 
Yeah. And then just this morning that uh, or just where we sat down, you were just looking at uh, Facebook and. Yeah, I saw Jimmy C had posted uh, that uh, God bless Tom had passed on. Yeah. He was uh, Mr. Nice Guy, and we all miss him. Uh, we knew this was kind of imminent, but I didn't realize, gosh, I said, what a difference a day makes. Just then 24 hours ago, when I was talking to Marv Leventhal about this, and he was talking about how ill he was and kind of his time was limited, and so here we go. Yeah, and I think he's the last person who's attended all 50 sessions of Vectors. Mm-hmm. So the real legacy. Without ever there. missing anything. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, thank you, Roy. Yeah, it's a difficult time for uh, uh, all of us who are friends and his family and everybody. And so um, uh, we had mentioned yesterday that if you have some memory that you want to send, I'm sure the family is uh, monitoring his email, which I believe is vipmagic at aol.com, that you can send some comments or if you want to uh, send a video of uh, you performing something, I'm sure the family would like to, to see that if you're performing one of Tom's tricks or something. So. Uh, anyhow, Roy, thanks. And it makes me want to go back and revisit his book, 50 Years of Magic, which I have in my library. So I'll yeah, go back too. home tonight and yeah. uh, whatever, take a look. Good stuff. 50 Years of Magic, that's right, by Tom Craven. All right. That was Roy Iden, Scotty out. This convention, as Scott Robinson had said, is fairly intimate, and there is only so much room for so many people to attend. So uh, we still do get people who are first-timers, obviously, and I got with me today two different guys who are first-timers. Here's Chris Sharp. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. And Robert Sands. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing? Fine, thank you. So I want to tell tell me, why did you come, Robert? Uh, this, I mean, there's so many other conventions. I mean, what's your reason for coming to this one? Oh, the lineup, and uh, I've heard good things about it, So, and I wanted to see it for myself. So. And how far do you live from here? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, so you drove up as what, about yeah, four hours? Yeah, we drove, it was, uh, the way Dave drives, six, <laughs> eight, eight hours, almost eight. All right, Chris, uh, what about you? Why did you come for this? I mean, I've been to smaller conventions before, but not lately. And so I was uh, complaining about the, you said, intimate feel of it right. to uh, Eric Casey, actually. And then he said, why don't you join us? Yeah. And so I took his advice, and here I am. Yeah, Eric Casey recommended this. Okay. And how far do you live from here? Also in Jacksonville. Oh, you're in Jacksonville. Oh, you drove together. Yes. Okay. And so you, you said there was someone else who had uh, come up with you as well? There he is. And so... Uh, David Cole. David Cole. And, and, hi. Uh, so you were the driver. You came from Jacksonville. You've yes. been here before then, I guess? Uh, no, I have not. This is your first time. First time. So why did you decide to come up? Um, actually, Eric Casey recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's just what these gentlemen said then as well. So let me ask each of you in turn then. Eric, what have you enjoyed? The, or David, sorry. I just We just had Eric Jones performing. What have you enjoyed so far that you've... Uh, oh, I, I love David. Jonathan, I thought he was wonderful. What I'd never seen him before. So. Okay, was it overall or one particular trick you're going to take oh, away? No, from just that? everything he did, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Did you see him perform on Zoom, by the way, during COVID? No, no, okay. I did not. This is your first time you'd seen or heard yeah, of him. Probably. It was, I think, the first time I ever heard of him. Okay. Uh, what have you seen so far? I'd have to agree with that, just because I'm not familiar um, with his work, mm-hmm. and so everything that I saw was new. Yeah. Whereas I love Eric teaching, but I have seen him before. Yeah. So. It, I mean, this lineup is fantastic. And Robert, how about you? Oh, I just like the lineup. I like everything. I just like learning new things and stuff. So, Are you a coin or card guy or close-up in general? Or? Uh, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a kid's magician, too. So. Are you okay? Yeah, so I like to broaden my 
everything. <laughs> right, right. So as a kids magician, do you also do some like restaurant or strolling or anything for other parties as well? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, I've done a couple of Chick-fil-A's, uh, Mexican restaurants. Right. And, what else? A couple other ones. How about you guys, uh, Chris? Mainly stage, but not lately. Okay. So. Why not lately? Uh, I used to have a company. We produced our own shows, and then the pandemic did us in. Yeah. And I just hadn't recovered since then. Right. Getting yeah. trying to get back on track, and now bringing it to the convention. David, how about you? And I'm an amateur, lifelong amateur. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do any shows or just no. perform for your family, Cards, family friends, friends, yeah. office employees? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, aspirations for working in a restaurant or something? Uh, that would be great, but I've just never really uh, pursued, pursued it. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. I hope you're enjoying your first time then as well. Good to. Uh, glad you guys all came up. Drive safely. I understand you are a safe driver, yes. from what Robert said. So far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So that was David, Chris, and Robert. Thank you guys very much. Thank this you. is Scotty Out. We just finished the first full day of day one. There have been a lot of activities and things we've been doing, and I haven't had a chance really to get caught up on all that with uh, the different people I've been talking with uh, today. I've actually been uh, talking with some other people that we've been that you'll be hearing in some upcoming podcast uh, episodes. They'll be exclusives. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, I haven't been able to kind of do a rundown till right now. I'm here with my friend and yours, Mike Comiscus. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Fantastic. Good, to see Good seeing you too, my friend. So you're going to be wanting to go uh, maybe on a lecture tour. So people had not seen you in a while. Absolutely. It's been, what, six years since I've lectured. It's, it's been a little while, and but you've been turning cups and things. You, you make cups and balls. And... Absolutely. So the products are, are still there. Actually, we've got a lot of new stuff. I'm excited to go out there. I have a new book, actually two new books coming out. You said the mini chop cup coming out? I have a mini chop cup. I've got uh, a book on the cups and balls coming out, and, and so I'm, I'm excited about what's happening this year. Yeah, it's going to be a good year in 24. Absolutely. <laughs> well, talking about today, so we've got the program over here in front of us. We're going to do a quick rundown. We start off with uh, Blake Voigt, and uh, what did you think of his lecture? Okay, so, well, Blake has been a good friend of mine for a long time. Okay. However, uh, I've never seen him lecture. Oh, and really? It was absolutely amazing. I, I've used... Uh, if you see my stand-up show, you've probably seen three or four Blake Voigt really? items in it. Okay. Uh, you guys are pretty so, close. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So, you, you see a lot of the, the material influence. that he comes in and the influence. And seeing the with thinking and how everything comes and his work behind is absolutely amazing. So, I actually totally loved his lecture. It was fantastic. I was so glad to see it. I remember hearing him lecture at Magic Live a few years ago, and he taught how to split a dollar bill. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't and have time to do that today. No, he did not. But he did manage to split a card in like 18 seconds. So, yeah. you know, that was pretty impressive as well. Yeah. He said after about 10,000 cards, you can get to be pretty fast. Yeah. I just send mine to Blake and he does them for me. <laughs> um, and next we had... Eric. Eric Jones. Eric Jones, that's yeah. right. Eric, Eric was, uh, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but Eric was actually the creative consultant on my DVDs. I did not know that. So Eric and I, uh, we toured the streets of Philadelphia, and yeah. he was behind the camera and directing everything. He, is he from Philly? Is he is, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so that's how I know Eric, and we've known each other for a long time. And, you know, seeing him uh, blossom and, and the stuff that I learned today, because... I've, I've known Eric, but I knew the old Eric. I haven't known Eric post, you know, America's Got Talent. Yeah. So it's a whole different thing to, to see, like, where he came from and where he went. It's funny you mention that because I, when this afternoon he said, 
it's all it's amazing to you folks because I've only been doing magic for five years and all of us kind of look at each other and say you've been doing this longer than I said well I've been performing for magicians and lecturing and doing stuff for 20 years, but as far as doing shows for human beings, audiences, paid audiences, it's only been the last five years, like you said, with AGT and others. Right, and the thing is, you know, uh, being a creative force in magic and being a performer are two different things. Yeah. And, and Eric has always been a creative force in magic. You know, he's come up with so many new novel effects and taken old ideas and transformed them into new ideas. Um, but like he said, to take it from that to working a party in a house for 20 or 30 people to yeah. being on the biggest stage of three or 4,000 people and standing in front of them and doing the exact same thing but now getting recognized for what he's doing yeah. and seeing it, it, it was really it was really pretty awesome to see. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Garrett Thomas as far as his creativity and taking some other older ideas and exactly. updating yeah. yeah, Garrett, uh, another good friend. You know, yeah, <laughs> Garrett, Garrett's, uh, you know, I, I love Garrett and um, the same thing, you know, and these are the guys that I go to, right? So these yeah. are the guys that you and all the other, you know, if we have questions, we don't try and do it on our own. Why should you? You know, the wheel's already been invented, right? <laughs> we we have we have so many so yeah. many powerful people in our back pocket that we yeah. can just like pull up and call any time. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't we use that, right? Well, when you have somebody like you were talking about uh, uh, Blake Voigt, you know, who's in your back pocket, and you know, I've had. Danny Garcia kind of in mind in a way having brought up in, in Houston because uh, he is another one who was on here today and he's helped me with some of my shows so I was going to the Magic Castle he brushed it up and said hey, you know, how about you do this and that's like oh I hadn't thought about that yeah and one of the biggest things the last time I lectured which was you know for you uh, you know six years ago when I came through Texas what I realized is that there is such a huge following of the Texas magic community. It is like really big, and you know, from Alex Rangel to everybody, and and it, it, the support system that you guys have there is like no other in the United States. It's amazing. I've heard other professionals who have said that, particularly about the Houston group, Texas in general, but but Houston has been high on the radar. It seems like you guys know things. I don't have to say, do you understand a double lift or what's your favorite method for getting a card to the top or whatever? It's like I got it. You know? I'm not wasting time. Yeah. Explaining how to do an Elmsley counter, a Jordan counter, <laughs> exactly. whatever. I just, I just say, okay, you do a Jordan counter, you do this, you yep. do that, and yep. and everybody in the room it's nods their heads and moves on. <laughs> like, so yes, I totally get it because I can cover so much more material when I come there than yeah. I can in you know other cities. Yeah, and it's absolutely amazing to to see the knowledge base that exists there. Yeah. So who do we have next? Let's look at the program here. Uh, so then we had John Armstrong. And John, uh, as most of you know him, is a close-up magician, you know, the tiny plunger guy. You know, and uh, John and I have gotten closer over the last few years. Um, I've actually, he, he's, uh, you know, the, the booking guru out to, with the old Magicopolis, which is uh, now, what is that, Randy Simmons place. Uh, but it, it's fantastic. I performed there this past winter, and... I love being out there, but you know he's transformed from a close-up guy into a stand-up and stage performer. And and uh, tonight, I was I was blown away by what he had to bring to the table. You know, yeah, it was when he great. Performed that, that was kind of his cruise ship. Well, part of his cruise ship act because he taught part of that today at his lecture. Then too, he did. But I thought also it's interesting in his lecture of his journey, talking about going from close-up to parlor to platform to stage, and how but just you have even to- taking standard fare that a close-up worker like. You know, the, the classic David Williamson, you know, ring and rope routine yeah. and updating it with a tie and a big, you know, diamond engagement ring, you know. And, and so, I mean, I think those are those are 
not just novelty changes, but those are things that make it applicable to so many more people, right? So he does a lot of Disney Cruise Lines, you know, him and Eric both. Yeah. And so not only do they have to appeal to adults, they have to appeal to the younger masses as well. Right, whole families. You know? Right. Yeah, of all ages. Like I said, sometimes i got a lot of three-year-olds even in the audience, you know. And I'm not sure what you do for three-year-olds. I, I have no idea. I don't know. So after John, we had... Uh, so then we had a break. We had... Uh, uh, Kayla Drescher came up and the insight she was talking about you know ways to talk to you know video uh, video recording and uh, working for champions of magic and all that and being on television and you know how that, do you make close up big basically how do you make it big right how do you make a play to a camera yeah. rather than you know being a, you know because close up is typically just an interaction based medium right. Right? right so how do you how do you bridge that gap looking at a camera and make Crazy Man's handcuffs played to 1,500 or 2,000 people. Right. Um, and I thought it was very well done. All the points that she had to it make in her, in her lecture were fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I got to meet her for the first time this past summer. I was working at the Chicago Magic Lounge, yeah. and she was uh, working behind the bar. And um, it, was, it was a fun time to watch, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love knowing these names and not meeting the people. And then when you do meet them and the first time you see them is performing... It really gives you a whole appreciation for who they are. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then uh, that was part of the one of the insights, which they were doing like TED Talk types things that Joe Daniels was emceeing. Right. Remember who was next after uh, Kayla? Uh, so we had the, the the Wonder Twin Powers. We had Joe uh, Garcia and uh, Danny Garcia and Blake Foyt. So uh, they came out, and needless to say, I can't even explain what they talked about <laughs> because... Um, I think they were on more tangents than they were on, they were, on what they were talking the, about. The point was they were supposed to be talking about consulting for Vegas and... Uh, well, the, I think the title of the TED Talk or, or Magic Talk was Vegas Shows. However, what they really talked about was the the every show is different and you need to treat each consulting job as a different job. Yeah. Uh, so never, it doesn't matter if it's Copperfield or if it's, you know, David Blaine or if it's, uh, you know, anybody else that they might be consulting that's for. Right. And that's what I took away from it. I thought it was a really good talk. Um, again, you know, when you're, when you get the message through the comedy and the, with those two, you never stop laughing. Yeah. So no, that's true. Um, and, and so trying to think who else was on the, t- the, uh, the talks there. We had, um, so yeah and uh sean farquhar came up and did a talk on opening a magic venue which was really uh something that i personally am very interested in doing and you see these coming up a a lot over the country in the last few years um you know where people where people are like opening their own magic venues and you don't have to be in a necessarily a, a huge populated area um, you know, the numbers that Sean threw out tonight were uh, astronomical in terms of, you know, what the revenue is versus what his cost is. He put a lot of sweat equity into the building. Um, but again, he backs it up with performance. And, you know, Sean's, Sean's performances are so deep and varied that he's able to perform, you know, 400 or 500 shows without repeating the same show. Right. Um, which is is huge testament to his skills. Right. Um, and not many people can ha- you know, handle well, that. Well, that's true also. I thought what was amazing is the takeaway was you don't have to be opening a venue in a, 
statistically, uh, you know, metropolitan area. Right. So you know? most people would think that for it to be successful, you need X amount of people in a viable community that has X, uh, X amount of income dollars to spend, right. and that's not the or case, tourist area. right? And and what he said is less than three percent. He said of all of his tour are tourists. Yeah. You know, so he's basically performing repeat shows. To the same clientele. So what you say his clients are. I mean, the, the city's only about seventy thousand. Seventy thousand, yeah. yeah. So it's not a it's not a huge place, but uh, he's he been able to make back. it work. Yeah, yeah. He, he built it during COVID, and I say built it. He was buying things through Facebook Marketplace, saving money on yeah. all that. You know? and, and so watching that, that was honestly one of my my favorite talks tonight. I, I truly enjoyed that. It was yeah. really good. And then next, uh, Eric Jones was talking about twenty twenty hindsight. Uh, yeah, so Eric was again re- recapping his rise to uh, where he is in, in you know the magic world today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saying that he's only been performing magic for five years is is true, but not true. You yeah, know, yeah. so it's, you said it's I'm an extroverted introvert, or something yeah. Like and, and I thought that was an interesting comment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's like, I'm an extrovert. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, you know, having known him for you know 25 years i can see the exactly you know what he's talking about there you know i remember when he was you know this little kid from you know philadelphia and we just uh, kind of rubbed shoulders and stuff but um you know obviously his talent speaks for itself he's not taken that talent now and has become a performer and there's a big difference between being able to be a creator and somebody that can actually take it to the stage and bring the applause. That's right. That's right. Uh, so next, after the insights, is that when we went to dinner? And then, yep. Okay, and then came back for the evening show, which was fantastic. And then the evening show tonight was amazing. Uh, John normally we wouldn't even have an evening show tonight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, It's one know, of the first times they've had a public show. I don't think show. we've ever had a public show on, on a Friday. Friday. Yeah, right. So normally this would be just filled with more lectures and stuff. But there is so much talent here this year um, that I, Scott's like, I overbooked. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you might have said you overbooked, but this is an absolutely amazing evening, and, and this is actually one of the best tricks conventions I've been to. Yeah, and you've been to how many? Uh, quite a few at this point. I was going to say, this is number 14. You've probably been to more than a majority of them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on, the, I'm on the, the, the higher side of the 14. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been great, and I, I love coming. It's more like family than it is a convention. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is why I like it so much. It's, a, it's not a, the biggest convention, but everybody knows each other. And so I walk in, and I see people that I haven't seen literally for five years because last year I was at Daytona Magic's convention, oh, so I couldn't weekend, make right, it. Right. Um, so I was already committed to perform down there for Harry, and I came back this year, and it was just like seeing seeing you know cousins and family and friends that yeah. I haven't seen in a while. And it is so much fun then also because even right now, as we speak, they've got a pizza party going on. So they do. So you, you can probably hear the commotion going on in the background, yeah. but um, yeah. So we're missing out on this. Thank you, everybody, for like <laughs> you know. But uh, I appreciate it, and it's been a fantastic time. I look forward to it. If you guys get the chance, you know, I'm definitely setting up a lecture tour with Scott here, so hopefully you guys can set me out. That's right. Hopefully that uh, you'll pick up Mike because I highly recommend. It's a great lecture, a lot of really good stuff that uh, you will use in your shows then as well. And it's not just something going, huh, that's interesting. No, it's it's good, usable commercial stuff because you do a lot of corporate work. And plus, you can talk about you know turning your own cups and everything. As for the evening show, we'll discuss that tomorrow morning uh, in the uh, day three. 
but I think it's probably about time maybe to hit the pizza place over there and see what's going on. Finish like out the evening, and I'm going to go put this to bed. So I think for days one and two, hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, recap that we just had over here. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks for having you me. You bet. For the Magic Word Podcast. That was Mike Comiscus, Scotty out, and good night. Good night.